You, you are, are now tuned into the Fusebox Radio Broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. Syndicated worldwide to bring real, real black radio back <laughs> to the masses. All right, everybody, one, two, one, two, what's going on? You're now in tune to another session of the syndicated worldwide Fusebox radio broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. Since 1998, whether it's on your FM dial, internet radio station, podcast, or website, we're up in the mix bringing you a slice of what we call 21st century black radio to the masses, a mixture of old and new school tunes from the black diaspora, as well as news, commentary, and interviews. On the mix and commentary, and you got myself, DJ Fusion. On the side, you got my bro, John Judah. What's going on there, Judah? Yes, indeed, oh. world. Yes, indeed. How's everybody doing? <coughs> it's, a, it's me, JJ Funkenstein, back in effect. J. Judah's just a kind of an old name, but we'll see what's going to come correct and fresh next. Yes, indeed. He broadcasted the whole real wide world across the globe and even. Inside the globe, trying to give you this new episode of Fuse Box Radio. What's the deal there, Fuse Old? Uh, besides, it's cold. Everybody's hearing in my voice, doing pretty good. Glad, of course, to have all of our wonderful listeners and broadcast outlets to spread the Fuse Box Radio vibe. Um, right. A lot of um, good things going on. Uh, and um, yeah, just ready to go. Um, again, shout out to all, all right, of our all right. listeners by whatever means y'all listen. Um, you can check out all of our broadcast outlets that we're on via our all blog, right. blackradioisback.com. And um, besides our radio show, check out all the great content those various radio stations and websites and things of that nature have. You can go to our official website, fuseboxradioonline.com. F-U-S-E-B-O-X-R-A-D-I-O-O-N-L-I-N-E.com at any time. To check out some basic info about what the Fusebox Radio is about, how to submit music, show archives, some of our social networks will link to that entire scenario. And if you just want to go straight to your favorite social network of choice, uh, most of our social network things end with slash Fusebox Radio. So twitter.com slash Fusebox Radio buymeo.com slash fuseboxradio so forth and so on and if you are part of the Facebook Nation you want to join via um, an official like page you can go to facebook.com slash fuseboxradio show in one word so f-u-s-e-b-o-x r-a-d-i-o s-h-o-w and um, yeah you'll get archives of um, the show you know through your Facebook page and um, other updates about what we're doing and what's going on? Um, shout out to our folks over at Oh Hell Nall and um, Planet Ill, the, you know, where we are able to contribute some Fusebox Radio vibes on the written end. Um, by Oh Hell Nall um, as part of the New Music Tuesday um, article series with the great music staff over there. Where old and um, new albums coming out each week of different music genres get reviewed. And I'm planning ill through not just the Fusebox radio post, but also the indecent exposure section where independent music, film, whatever have you, um, get some shine and props from all over the world. And, um, yeah, the promo spill in, um, that's pretty much it at the moment. We're nearing the end of 2011, which feels pretty crazy. And 
and all, right. all that stuff. And by the time our podcast listeners um, get to this show, this is um, the pre, at least here in the United States, pre Thanksgiving week show. Yep, yep. So you should be able to listen to this and our Thanksgiving week show with you doing your Black Friday shopping thing and what have you. And play it for your fam and other good stuff. It's clean slash radio friendly. So no need we'll be rocking you too. <clears throat> yep, no need to worry about the show content and all of that. And um, yeah, we're going to have to start getting things together for the year-end show. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's um, I think that's pretty much it on the promo spiel end. Um, definitely yep. a few things to talk about on Let's the commentary talk about end. Many things to be, people. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And um, yeah, a few things to talk about before we get into the regular mix of music as well as our segments via the um, news and commentary folks of Black Agenda Report. Um, All right. Free Press, um, the nonprofit, nonpartisan <clears throat> media democracy organization with, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, with the Media Minutes, and the family over at the National, <clears throat> excuse me, Black College Radio Network, with Direct FX or with Lamar Blackman and them. So shout out to Glyph Four and them from uh, Black Agenda Report. Aye. And um, just Lamar Blackman and them from um, Direct Effects. So, again, everybody pardon the voice, a little on the raspy side, but we got to get the Fusebox Radio vibe on and rolling and continuing with some good stuff and some good biz. And um, this little bit of interesting, I hope, to our listeners' commentary um, slash info dropping from myself and Judah on a few um, news items that has gone down during. Past week. Um, let me see here. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, first and foremost, it's been kind of a busy week on the news and on a few levels, especially with people on the international scene who've been checking out um, the various, um, I guess, what is now becoming the 99% Occupy movements throughout um, the world. Everything from the UBS building being um, taken over that was abandoned in London to the New York Police Department NYPD under the orders of Mayor Bloomberg doing a pretty shady um, invasion of Zuccotti Park no doubt. No <clears throat> excuse doubt me and kicking out the folks of Occupy Wall Street and in the process really trampling over the rights of the press in general independent to mainstream um, no it's doubt. it's been a very interesting week and um, one thing I think people can say about this is these situations have only really been in existence under these names for the past two months but they got a lot of people shook in power positions And I think people are more shook because this showing that there's more of a thinking population that this is going to be necessarily something that's going to wash away and go by. I mean, to think about in the course of two months, something that's relatively non-centralized, you know, making banks shook to the point where Bank of America had to withdraw fees. They were going to start charging people, Um, people going to, you know, smaller, smaller credit unions and spreading different political ideas and views. It, 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 it made people rather 
it's, it's it's making some people rather shook and i think one thing that people had to realize is that throughout history a lot of movements and it happened immediately Roll down. In other words, you know, it wasn't like one day black was like, we want to be free, and everybody else was like, okay. It took a lot of work. It still is taking a lot of work, quite frankly. Roll down. Amongst um, other various things. And I think for the 21st century um, roller cat, especially at least here in the States where I think mass protests hasn't really happened in a while. No on any level it's it's kind of miraculous where even if you might not necessarily agree with maybe some of the certain attacks that are happening or whatever else that stuff is occurring and also no. that the system in you know no kind terms is showing its ass no, no. like when you see like police sneaking in around midnight to like Zuccotti Park like on the low in riot gear to, to, to run up on cats who, who weren't committing no violence or doing nothing else what does that mean what are you afraid of when you have people who are either in the park already who are part of press or found out what was going on and trying to check out what was what what does that mean when you're blocking those cats off and arresting some of those cats really and threatening yes and threatening their press privileges and stuff I mean this happened from everybody from quote-unquote conservative news organizations to progressive news organization mainstream ones everybody in between no doubt and even during this week like um like a lot of media organizations are really really hot about this like they were covering various um marches down wall street and whatever else as part of um the occupy wall street movement and nypd went to the point where they were like y'all can't cover this unless you're in what we what we call a free speech zone what the hell is a free speech zone? That sounds real Orwellian to me. And if people don't necessarily know um, George Orwell, check out 1984. And whatnot. So surveillance and control. Surveillance and control all um, activities and even talk. <laughs> exactly. And we're in that media age now where thanks to um, various technological advances, whether you want to talk about the social networks like the Twitters and Facebooks and stuff like that, to being able to live stream even though they're trying to block through a lot of information is getting to people even though they're trying to block through a lot of the mainstream news channels at least here in the states what's up besides making it look like oh some people got arrested or oh these folks look a little crazy or whatever whatever I mean we got mainstream news channels trying to make it seem like stereotypical oh look at these dirty hippies and colored troublemakers and stuff like that and as has already been seen, it's way deeper than that because I think the Occupy situation is not even necessarily about just purely being in a certain space for a period of time. I think that's a part of it. Mm-hmm. I think the main thing is, um, as we've said ever since some things have been occurring, it's getting people to think. In other words, people's minds are getting occupied with something a little deeper than nonsense that's being pushed at them. Mm-hmm. And when we look at a political basis of it, both sides of the game, whether you say you're Democrat or Republican, have done dirt. When we start talking about corporatism and people being bought off to do whatever. So, um, it's deep. I mean, you can want to go on the web. There's a lot of information and a lot of pics and stuff that have gone down with, um, especially the New York situation. In terms of how the police have been the past few times. And as we said last week, I think a lot of people are seeing what some people of color and people who haven't had a big economic standing have been dealing with for years. No doubt. 
and you know some some of this coverage from video to pictures are very real i mean you got literal like riot gear cop like batons the um what are them doing helmets a sound cannon was pulled out and for my tech people who really study that type of thing i mean that's something that might be your last noise you hear if you're too close to it and that's used as like a crowd deterrent weapon type of thing the entire night you got to sit back like well if you just a whole bunch of you know random quote-unquote lazy american to dirty hippies why are you pulling that out and why didn't you want nobody to see what was up to a certain degree or cover it to a certain degree you know i think for those people who might have wanted to occupy stuff to die out the heavy-handed reaction of people from new york to um oakland to berkeley Y'all pretty much made it official, so Bloomberg and all y'all guys, congratulations. Y'all officially, if it was already set off before, you set it off now, because you got people eyeballing this like, well, if it wasn't a big deal, why are you going that hard? No, no. You know, so. But yeah, do some searching on the web, and um, we'll have some links um, with the show notes of this week's show, but there's some real bugged out disturbing stuff when you see some of the coverage that happened and it's not just from quote unquote liberal progressive people um as a matter of fact I had the story next to me um as a matter of fact a a conservative journalist from um the Daily Caller website was getting beat down by NYPD and protesters helped them out so in other words an organization that might have been talking crazy about what the Occupy movements were going to be they saw what was up with NYPD and they got saved by the people who they were going to probably you know write some smears and crazy stuff about so you know and they had video of that so that's just an own train of thought where you got some people who might have been so used to being in a little box with their thoughts see a little bit of what's up and you know that's kind of deep and I think regardless of whatever side you're on with this that entire freedom of the press thing being extremely restricted on this level of NYPD is very real and by the government of New York is very real and it should get a lot of people nervous and I think this was to show that what a lot of um, young black men have been going through for decades in New York without, without necessarily having to pro- be protesting without necessarily having to be on the street corner indeed you know? Very, very true, and um, I think it's just an education for a lot of people, because I think there's been so much propaganda in terms of, oh, well, they're protesting, or if you're walking down this corner, why would the police do this? And again, mind you, we know this is not all law enforcement, but there are law enforcement cats who, whether it's because of low self-esteem or they feel they got somebody else in power backing them up, will act crazy. And NYPD, even before all of this, and from my experience living in the New Jersey, New York area, have shown this before. And, you know, in spades, I mean, we're talking to the point where even around um, the churches now, because some of the churches in New York City are housing some of the people from when they got evicted from Zuccotti Park from Occupy Wall Street. Those churches are saying that cops are rolling up in there trying to find out information about people. And try and do surveillance and stuff. I mean, you know, there's supposed to be that entire church state thing to the side. You have some of the um, reverends and uh, monks and other folks there. Like, the cops never did this before. Why does it matter who's, who's staying with us? Yeah. 
So you know it's it's getting very deep right now and um yeah, all I can say for all those folks who are able to be on those front lines to do whatever, to please be careful because there's already been reports of agent provocateurs and, you know, this heavy-handed, you know, police state surveillance. That's the only thing, way I can call it right now. No, no. It's showing that what some people might have wanted to be a temporary thing is, is going to go very, very far if, if cultivated properly. And again, this has provoked thought in the masses all over the world, so God bless them. And I hope people get more focused and continue another way, because I got the feeling that people are going to try to destroy this thing, but they can't find a way to um, channel it for their own means, especially with elections coming up here. God bless the protesters, and God bless the people who like and protect and house the protesters. No doubt. No doubt, no doubt. And even with what happened with the raids and things, what they, what they said, even medical equipment and, and interesting thing, books were destroyed. They said that Occupy Wall Street around Zuccotti Park had ended up setting up a free library of lots of different types of books. And they said during that suite where they, were, where they cleared everybody else supposedly to clean the park, like they couldn't tell people to clean the park before they had to raid it during midnight, but anyway, they said all these books got destroyed and disappeared that they had now whatever you believe in you know that entire book disappearing book burning thing is some real Fahrenheit 151 ish that's the most Nazi that's the most Nazi death camp stuff burning their books exactly so you know it's getting deep with in terms of just the way people look at activism and freedom of prejudice freedom in general here in this country because you know, as somebody who is a history person, you can't even talk about America about talking about protests. No, no. And activism. You got cats who call themselves Tea Partiers or even know about how this system, how America even became a freaking, you know, congressional republic. No, and that was because of protest. That wasn't because they rolled up to Britain like, oh, can we please go away? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get out of here. But... I don't know. I think the main thing with this entire situation that has bugged me is that you got people who are like, it's anti-American to protest. Like, word? Nothing has happened in this country unless it came through protest. Peaceful or otherwise. So, you know, you take that to, take that to note. How about that one? You know, I mean, I don't care what political side of the fence you're on. That, that's just a fact. If you take a basic civics class in the United States, that's a fact. But, you know, that that is what it is. So, again, shout out to all those folks. And, oh, last quick thing since, um, on, on the Occupy before we touch base on some other stuff. It's kind of a freedom thread that's going to be happening with the news um, commentary items this week. Shout out to the folks over at Occupy Baltimore. They rolled up to Johns Hopkins University when former Bush official Carl Rove was speaking over there. And they got him so shook when they were interrupting his speech. Like, he just flipped out. There's video of him on thinkprogress.org flipping out. <laughs> because he's, it, it, it is funny. It is, it's a funny video. To me, it's funny. Like, he just blacks out and talks about who gave y'all the right to occupy America. And those cats were like, Psh, we're the 99%. We got that right. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? And first and foremost, that kills me because I'm like, this SOB, you know what I'm saying, on multiple levels. 
political manipulator, everything else, all the stuff about who gave y'all the right to occupy America, who the hell gave you the right to function? It's called the Constitution, MF. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. Where in other words, it was like, how dare y'all protest in front of me? How dare y'all try to bring me down? And just to show, you know, what type of, you know, jackassery occurs on that level. I'm glad those cats did that. No doubt. And made it happen. Nobody got arrested. You know, some people had to, were forced to leave and you know, all that type of thing. But just for the fact that they did that and this kind of show that dudes, you really don't got power if folks try to rise up a bit. You better watch your ass. I thought that was cool. So, shout out to those folks, man. That video is all over YouTube and, you know... You, you, you see that little troll-like dude kind of wilding, so it's interesting. He had never been put in that situation before. But I guess he didn't know how to die. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, in a way, he's been like how um, some of the people who've been running for president of these other um, political positions have been, where, you know, they're not used to being checked. Or people trying to be direct with questions. So that little house of cards, even though it might not have toppled or fell, it's getting a little shook at its foundations. I think that's what's up. But that's my personal opinion. We needed that to happen. No doubt, no doubt. And um, yeah, again, shout out to all those folks. Wish everybody the best and we'll just keep people more informed on not just those moves, but everything else that's going on in terms of people getting their real life freedom and patriotism fight on. Not, not this nonsense people be talking. And speaking of freedom, there's a huge wave of people getting a little more wisened up to what folks are trying to do with the internet here in the States and all over the world, which is pretty awesome, um, as far as I see. Um, this past week, there was an event called American Censorship Day, because there are two really, really crazy laws that are, um, people are trying to pass through Congress right now, especially via the corporate end. One of which is called the Protect IP Act, and one is called SOPA, the Stop Online Privacy Act. Now, while both sound kind of decent, you know, in a certain degree, a very, very short summary, these laws could really restrict the world of the internet today. So whether you're looking at it on the entertainment end, spreading political information, so forth and so on, if somebody feels like just shutting down your site... Like they're trying to make private companies start shutting down stuff that people feel that is unpleasant or is quote-unquote spreading, you know, pirated information, pirated movies, etc., etc. And let's say you're on Facebook and you want to spread a news item. It's almost like if somebody is mad at you doesn't want you to spread their stuff, they don't got to go through a court system. They can just tell somebody to shut you down. It's essentially like, hi, we don't like your printing press, so we're just going to break it. You ain't going to go through no... If and much about what type of info that you're spreading. Now, there's a lot of information on both of these acts. Definitely check out our folks at Free Press and also the Electronic Frontier Foundation, EFF.org. They got a real nice breakdown of stuff. But um, it's very frightening what this could do to the First Amendment and free speech rights. And um, luckily, a lot of people, whether it's some of the other um, technological corporate people from Google on up, to um, average folks are really protesting these two laws. I think anybody who's doing business or spreading their own info and vibe on um, whatever needs to check this out. I mean, it's like a bipartisan thing. We got a lot of people like, yo, this is crazy. Nobody really read these laws. And I think to a degree, if it wasn't due to the internet, somebody could just pass some craziness. We talk about the 
quoted Great Firewall of China, like, oh, those guys are blocking internet access and what people can do and say and whatnot. People are trying to do that here in the United States. And um, it's it's very, very real. I mean, you even had the European Union Parliament call out to the United States about it. Like, what the hell are y'all doing? You know, that's like, you know, essentially granddad calling out their kids on a historical basis. Like, in terms of seizing domain names and doing all types of stuff, it's, you know, stuff, real wild stuff is happening. When you kind of tie it into some of these movements that are happening where a lot of information you wouldn't hear necessarily if it wasn't for the internet. If you're depending on just mainstream news sources, this can get wild. This can get very, very wild. So shout out to all the folks who are fighting that on their various levels, whether it's calling their um, congressperson, whether it's, you know, the email petitions, emailing their congressperson, and um, things of that sort. And um, like I said, Free Press, over at freepress.net, and Electronic Frontier Organization, EFF.org, the two nonpartisan organizations about, you know, media democracy have a lot of uh, info about it. Um, detailed and like the basic breakdowns and they have ways to facilitate getting in touch with people on the political and other ends and spreading the word. So, shout out to all those folks because seriously just to see how the internet has been ingrained in our lives even if you're not on the computer all the time think about what happened if somebody wants to restrict that. You know, that's kind of crazy. So, you gotta get that info out there. And, um, yeah, people are getting a little more wise to it. So, you know, some people are trying to play some shady business. We got to push back. It's like how people had to do it for net no. neutrality. You got to push back. If these people will do whatever the hell they want to do if you don't. So, no. that's just the bottom freaking line. <coughs> and speaking of our folks in Congress and some of the weird messed up stuff they're on, they're at the point where they're so unpopular the IRS is more popular than them. Right now. The current Congress has a 9% approval rating here in the United States. Because they're essentially not doing a damn thing to get a lot of stuff happening here. Whether it's, you know, things on the economic end, um... And other various things where if people want to really do just a little bit of quick news study when you hear people talking about what well, the budget didn't get passed this time or people are still fighting over this, th- this is our Congress. And you would think that in a perfect world, if you're a public servant, even if you have disagree, it's like, well, we got to get compromises going on so we can have this country function decently. Um, listen to some of our show archives in terms of how we feel. There's been a lot of jackassery happening lately. And, you know, with President Obama, I know he's been dealing with a creative situation, but he hasn't really been pushing back on these guys. But, you know, when, excuse me, when something on the level of, let's say, excuse me, BP during the oil spill in 2010 had a 60% approval rating. This Congress of this year has a 9%. You know... In 2009, the IRS had a 40% approval rating. This is um, from a Gallup poll that just recently occurred. The current Congress, 9%. Even Nixon during Watergate in 74 had a 24% Gallup rating. During Watergate, what some people call one of the worst political things that could ever occur in modern United States history, Congress has 9%. 
I don't know. If I was a congressperson, I would think about that real hard, yo. <laughs> if for no other reason, that might mean your ass ain't gonna have a job. One thing is for sure, it doesn't. I don't care what the name of your God is, but God is the only thing that is real. I'm not talking about uh, the government is not, corporate America is not. <coughs> The, 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 the church structure is not. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, forget, uh, forget institutions. I mean, you deal with them because we're in this world, obviously. But mm-hmm. have no faith in none of those institutions. You just have faith in what is real. And you know that um, that, that there is a sun, and then when, and, and then and uh, we have seven days in a week, and you know, and that you have certain emotions, and you see things and you sense things, you know. Those a lot of times are the more real things, you know, intangibles or you know, we deal we're in this world but we're not you can't it's weird because it's like, you know, you see those things you talk about, it's like, you know where is that going? Where is that going? You know what I'm saying? That ain't going nowhere but only getting worse. You know, but I don't know. I'm going to leave it alone. It's all good. It's all good. I mean, if nothing else, that means if you're looking at stuff here, you got to work on making it better. And if whatever type of spirituality you believe in, um, it's probably better you believe in that higher plane than what's going on down here right now. Trust I mean, me. Well, in terms, so of, in terms of blind on. faith, I should say. You know? The only thing that really relies on it. Cause it's, 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 you know, in a way, it was spiritual that made it so that it's... it's uh, um, these crackdowns weren't worse, you know what I'm saying? Well, at the same time, it was pretty proud that led them out there in the, in the first place, you know what I'm saying? So, you know. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the message was able to get out, you know what I'm saying? No doubt. You know, you know, uh, that, you know love is eternal, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? U.S. government, church structure, and corporate America is not. Speaking of our Congress bugging, um, as I'm sure most of us who've gone through the public system, we know about how school lunches can be and whatnot. Sometimes you're like, what the hell is this mystery meat and all that other stuff that somehow is supposed to fulfill your nutritional needs. And um, there are people in Congress who are fighting against a um, Obama administration proposal to make school lunches healthier. And it's it's kind of wild when you dig into this the stuff with this particular um fight. And one of the things people are fighting is um school lunch standards in terms of I guess the basic breakdowns of food and stuff you're supposed to have eat and what counts as a requirement. Uh-huh. And um one of the things that the Department of Agriculture proposed earlier this year was to limit the use of potatoes in the lunch line and delay limits on sodium as well as trying to boost whole grains. And one of the things that people are trying to do in the mix of all of that is that people are trying to be like, well, what constitutes a vegetable? What constitutes a fruit? And they got a thing where they're trying to have tomato paste on pizzas be counted as a vegetable. <laughs> Let me break it down. The tomato paste on pizza to be counted as a vegetable. For one, for people who might be a little on the picky side, like me, who are into science and whatnot, tomatoes are fruit. No, no. Technically, a tomato is a fruit. Secondly, if you've ever seen raw tomato paste before, 
that mess looks nasty, for one. And it's mostly tomato, corn syrup, sugar, whatever else they put in there. So yeah, two tablespoons of that's supposed to count as a, as a vegetable. Most time, they, most time when they get it, that type of stuff, it comes out of a can. And canned goods are no good. So... Yeah, like I don't even know if people remember a year or two ago there was a um, one of these TV chef cats named Jamie Oliver. He had a show where he was going through the school system in different places and trying to change up the food situation. And one thing he noticed that he ran into was that there were various folks within different lobbies and other places that were ending up trying to block getting fresh organic ingredient food because you know that's how they make their money. Or whatever. So we gotta look at, you know, people if they're on the extreme libertarian bit talking about well y'all people can eat whatever they eat whatever they want. You also have people who are like, Well, we're not going to make money if this gets cut. You know, there there is a corn lobby. Like for real, this is not a conspiracy. You know, there are, you know, salt company industry, there is a potato industry lobby who are like, We can't have this happen because we're not gonna make as much dough. So it's it's, it's kind of deep when you get into it. Um, MSNBC and quite a few other sites have the breakdown of the story. And I don't know, that thing about the tomato paste just grabbed me. I'm like, how the hell that's supposed to count as a vegetable? Why can't a vegetable count as a vegetable? A whole vegetable. And this is what people are getting as part of their kids' food, food intake. Especially don't necessarily have money or time to pack up lunches and so forth, but I think people should try to do the best they can. But, um, let's say if you're depending on the, um, you know, the free school lunch system, this is what they're putting into your, your child. Or trying to get more jug into your child. So it's it's kind of crazy. I just want to bring up that particular story. Well, now they want to not want them to have the proper nutrition which, which makes them concentrate better. And therefore, do better. So you know, and also get them early hooked on living a certain way, eating a certain way. Well, they won't be uh, um, needing pharmaceutical things. So that'll cut in the money of people. You know, the medical church that'll cut into their money. So you know, it's like get them, get them sick early, get them into bad eating early. So it'll be, it'll be like almost a drug. It'll be like a drug addict getting off drugs later. You know. No doubt. That's definitely an interesting aspect that you brought up, um, which is true. That um it was a study I actually read earlier this week, they were talking about that literally like if kids start getting that stuff like ultra early, especially if the the diet's not balanced, it is like an addiction. No, no. Like that type of food intake is truly addictive, almost like if you're, you know, got a nicotine habit or something else. Get off the addiction and walk like an Egyptian. Nobody here can. They, they ain't never had no cupcake or no other stuff before. But you know, when you have stuff like that on a consistent basis, much less stuff like that where it's that, where even that's not fresh. That that causes the issue. So, just, just something to be, you know, on, on people's toes about and what have you. And, um, let me see here. Um, one silly political story and one silly 
from Florida stories since apparently every time I read stuff from the internet lately a lot of crazy people junk happens in the state of Florida and California and this this other story is a trip so I want to bring that up and then the movie recommendation or two and go from there on to the show um, as people have heard us on the show um, we talk a whole bunch of smack about Republican presidential candidate Herman Cain because he brings it on to himself and what have you you know whatever your political background is I don't think you should want to have somebody stupid be one to catch running as part of your party and that dude is just simple minded and stupid and as we have called him a political coon aka a politicoon and he's a politicoon who has people with money backing him you know the infamous Coach brothers on down and you know, some of these um, Republican Party cats who call themselves Tea Partiers are really want to have a Negro of their own, so they don't look racist. That's right. They they they, they want to have um they want to have their black friend like I can't be racist to think crazy. This this is my black friend. This is my black friend who I happen to control in every single way, shape, and form. But you know, we, you know, like we 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 can have a we can have a black friend who actually wants to think for themselves. That's that's just crazy talk. But anyway, um, one thing that was a trip I ran into on the web today via the website Degrio, um, Degrio.com was that this conservative commentator by the name of Victor Davis Hansen <coughs> was trying to defend Herman Cain. Nothing too crazy about that. That happened. Whatever. Again, the Negro of their own syndrome. But one thing that this dude said that bugged me out, because for one, if you look at this dude, he looked like the stereotypical, like, uptight, professor-esque douchebag that wears, like, the sweater with the polo shirt and everything. Goofy glasses, you know, looking like they haven't passed a fart in, like, a few months or whatever. But anyway, he was, like, talking about the problem of people looking at Herman Cain is somehow that Herman Cain is really black while Barack and Michelle Obama are not. Saying that Herman Cain's authentic blackness has made him the target of liberal media and democratic operatives. Now rewind that for a minute. For one thing, I never knew a white guy could tell me what blackness was. Nope. Yeah, exactly. First and foremost, how about that one? Secondly, you're pretty much saying that this coup we can't control is more black than these other two folks who we can't control as much or at all. So you want to have blackness be your definition, like, you know, I like my house Negro who hands me mint juleps. I don't like those Negroes who want to live on their own, though. Think that's something. You know, I, I, them, them, them book-reading Negroes, it, it's frightening. But, you know, because this one looks more chocolatey than these other two Negroes, I'm just going to try to find stuff that way. And I don't give a damn what your political background is. I don't think it is your damn right if you are not a person of blackness to try to find what blackness is. I agree. If that makes me crazy, whatever. You know what I'm saying? That that does not do. Personally, I believe that blackness is a state of mind that you can define on your own. And to have this dude try to push that out there, especially, you know, after the past week or two, we talked about how Ann Coulter were talking about our blacks are better than their blacks or whatever. There's an ownership thing when they talk about blackness. That rubs me the wrong damn way. It's like these black people we can control and, and make and use to manipulate the world so we can continue to have uh, um, 
a suppressive format, which a lot of times doesn't look that way over individuals, and they can use those individuals, and they will continue to use those individuals. And those the individuals will lie, will get their pockets lined by them. And you know, a lot of times they won't be Herman Cain, sometimes they'll be maybe more hip. You know, mm-hmm. that's really what Obama is. Yeah. A I milder mean. version, he's a milder version of him. You know, which can make Herman Cain bad is his happy with a black man. So he's all black. Black mama and black, and he's all black. In terms of the black American, and, 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 yes. he, and, and he's worse than Obama. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's what goes to show that the entire the entire mind state. Because while we definitely like people who have listened to our show before, definitely know that we do not agree with everything that goes down with the Obama administration. You know, we are not Democrat or Republican. We're you know third party people on the political end. One of the things that I despise is just this entire thing of we don't like that type of Negro. And one thing you can't say about President Obama, he played their game on their rules. And one, but that that was a little too much for them. And certain people, that was a little too much. Like, well, you know, we can have a black dude be president unless you know he's educated. Mm. By their definition, Harvard freaking law, all that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we can have a black dude because he'll probably have a whole bunch of dirt on them. They couldn't find no dirt on homeboy that he didn't already put out there with his um, biography when he was a um, senator. Uh, black people don't know how to be solid to have a family. Married for how long? Two kids. They doing pretty damn well. Like, just to just to defy those basic stereotypes, still got people and like they got their panties or boxers in a knot and what have you, you know. And Obama, at least on a public term, certain then he ain't cooning like Kane. He ain't doing that. Like, Herman Kane be cooning. I mean, this nigga has like some spirituals on Fox News. Not saying there's anything wrong with spirituals. But he's just been that that jolly tiki, I'll say whatever y'all want to say type of Negro. And you know, to have some white cat talking about that's what we think is blackness. You know, if that's blackness, you might as well call me magenta. F that. You know what I'm saying? It it is not that deep. I'll I'll be part of the magenta states of America before I be on some black crap like Herman Cain in terms of that definition. That's definitely some ro- that's definitely some robotic. And he was trained from when he was a little boy by his mammy and his pappy. The good thing a little good robot Negro. And then you see him though. Yeah. On the physical panel. Protecting like a hole. They got they, they got the fingers up the sister though. Yeah. That was that fucking thought, but hey, that's how they go down, that's how they go down. But I mean, in between, like, honestly, I think part of this is just theater. Like, a part of me almost expects them to, like, just have Bloomberg and Colin Powell run for the Republican Party, because I'm like, y'all can't be serious with half of these guys. You, you, you can't be, even just on a respectability level, whoever wins, whoever loses, loses, like, really? The best Negro y'all could plot is Herman Cain? The best white woman you can pull out is Michelle Bachman? Like, that broad is, like, on the other side of Looney Tunes. And whatnot. You can just pull out stuff from her. She's, she says more crazy crap than Herman Cain. You know what I'm saying? I had a brother tell me years ago, they said the Antichrist could be a white woman. You know, who knows? Yeah, she... 
Even if you want to shout out the devil, I think they would do a little better of an Antichrist than Michelle Bachman. That that broad is. She she's someplace else. She she's someplace else when you when you even have other cats who are on her side. Like you know this bee is crazy. You need to go someplace. And I, people in Arizona, I for y'all sake, I hope y'all don't get stuck with her either after she gets kicked out of running predator. Cause wow. I mean, some of these folks that have been elected, like when I see Rick Perry in Texas and all of that, um, my current metro area isn't the best, but it's damn sure better than those folks. It damn sure is, so shout out to the Mid-Atlantic and my section of the Mid-Atlantic and Northeast, because, woo, I don't know, y'all. Yeah. I don't know, I mean, Chris Christie looks sane in New Jersey compared to some of these cats. And he's done some, some damage in Jersey. I don't know, but anyway, yeah, I want to mention that because that, that foolishness just threw me off this week, like, wow. And to have some, and have that Negro not even protest him saying that? That's slave mentality to me. Okay. Um, uh, lastly, some weird story from the state of Florida where, I don't know what the hell's in the water down there, but a lot of times when I be reading these, like, weird, goofy stories, they're, they're from around that region. Um, there was a story uh, where a couple, a black man and a white woman, woke up one night and a burning cross was in their yard. Now, this, you know, hate crime type of thing. This should make people a bit shook and, and wonder what's up, right? Now, a hate crime investigation happened, but it ended up that the black man burnt the cross in their own yard so they would stop their wife from divorcing. Now, this got found out when there was a note taped to the door two days later after the cross burning that was signed KKK and the note said that she was being watched and she better not leave that N-word. And the woman was like, wait a minute, when did the KKK want to have black people marry white people? Interracial marriage. And this dude by the name of L.B. Williams got caught up and said they admitted all of that to get done. Now, look here. I don't understand what that type of love means. <laughs> or obsession. You're gonna burn a cross on your own damn yard as a black dude so you can stay with a white chick. It doesn't work like that. It don't work like that at all, yo. In other words, in other words, if, 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 if the cops bought into that, that meant the cops were in on it. Or and and or DA was in on that, and they want to have a rationale to continue what was once going on in the South. That was once more openly going on in the South. That was and, and also in the North. And uh, but in other words, give us our justification, our rationale. Um, I guess because they feel more comfortable to to, 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 to be rambunctious, even under Obama. Besides the fact, well, I'm like you're a black dude down south. You're gonna burn a cross on your own, y'all. So you can stay with a white chick who somehow, I guess, I guess the trauma of it was supposed to make y'all stick together? Ain't, ain't marriage counseling for that? Going, going to your institution of whatever religion you are to try to, to patch things up? What the hell makes you think burning a cross in your yard is a smart idea? And then leaving a note where it's signed to KKK to talk about that you should stay with that N-word to a white chick? 
when the hell did like like that chick said? When the hell did the KKK talk about interracial marriage? Is is what's up? <sighs> Dumb answer, y'all. That, that story tripped me out when I read that this week. And, um, two things on the entertainment end. One of which, um, Judah and I were talking about this earlier this week. Interesting move made by New York City hip-hop legend Buster Rhymes. He signed with a southern label, Cash Money Records. No doubt. Now, I'm going to put it simply like this. Whatever distribution that you're getting as a music artist I hope you put out dope music and I hope you get as much creative control as you possibly can I sincerely hope that with Buster Rhymes quite frankly his last album severely disappointed me personally the back on the BS album and the joke with Aftermath was just okay even though I know a lot of stuff leaked from that they had to record a whole bunch of new songs on another level I don't see what the hell the benefit is going to be but the signing of Cash Money besides maybe a really, really big advance. Because he essentially is now officially the best MC on Cash Money Records. I don't give a damn. No, that's the truth. The Cash Money slash Young Money joint. He's the best MC there. And I hope he doesn't get Jay electronica and get blocked the second he signs to one of these distributors. We, you know, we don't really see him for a minute. I kind of doubt that, but... It, it, it's a very weird move, but again, if he's able to put out a dope album and, you know, continue a legacy on the up, since he's still putting in some real nice guest appearances, you know, God bless him, you know, especially because he's supposed to be having the album be Extinction Level Event too. In my personal opinion, Extinction Level Event was a, the best album he ever did. As a okay. full album, not singles, because he's always had hot singles. So I'm like, you're doing Extinction Level Event too, you know, don't. Don't be trying to sound like Drake or, or a little Wayne, please. Because <laughs> that's going to hurt my heart as a hip-hop fan. I mean, I've been listening to cats like Buster since he was a part of the leaders in the new school with just another case of the PTA and all that. So, you know, I don't think the brother's that weak-minded, but we, we got to cross our fingers because sometimes disappointments happen in this music biz. So I just want to mention my view on that real quick. Let me give my, my take on this real quick. Um, I don't really have really... Um um, um, I understand that when people sign to people in the in the rap game the way it is now, that I don't really anticipate certain things to be found in a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if I, I do believe that Buster Rhymes will do something that's hot. Also, I want to point out the fact that, like she was talking about, you know, Jay the leaders of new school. There's a cat that came out and was doing joints in the late '80s, early '90s that's still on right now. You know what I'm saying? That got signed to one of the hottest labels and it's the best MC. So that means a, a Negro from early 90s. You see what I'm saying? That's why I was saying like last week that, I mean, people from that era, you know, that, that, that that's like a closer connection to when it was really fun and before the corporations and the radio and the, before the radio stations turned holes and they was bought out and before, you know, you couldn't play. Now you can't play anything you want to. You have to play what's on that list. So he was rocking before then. You know what I'm saying? And, and and to continue on, I say God bless the brother. I say, you know, God bless Long Island, God bless Brooklyn, because, you know, that's, you know, part of that situation, you know, that he was up in, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, so, um, and also God bless uh, Public Enemy, because Public Enemy uh, originally found Buster Rhymes. And uh, I think it was what, him and uh, I think I think Leaders of the New School was, was part of the uh, 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 
the cats that I, I, if I'm understanding correct, that, you know, I guess influence them or, or help them. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, so it's all good, though. It's all good. I mean, you know, also I wanted to say not many people in the hip-hop history have really done consecutively good albums. That's very true. You know, not, not many have done that. So, if he, you know, so, you know, um, I haven't even heard Buster Rhymes' last two albums, but the aspect of me, see, being a dope MC, I think, transcends being in this corporate joint and having to do something that's kind of, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, because the, the, the freestyles and the, and the cameos just proved to me that he's the same cat that he was in the, um, when he first came out. You know what I'm saying? Despite all that rigmarole with the record company, that when it came down to the rubber hitting the road and it being two turntables and a microphone, he represented over everybody who was there. And also, lastly, that when New Black, when when, when New York hip hop energy is there, particularly black male energy, it you know things are going to be all right. It's going to be all right. That's not that's not a diss to nobody, nowhere else, or the women. But when black new when black male New York energy is in it, it is more likely to have the essence of hip hop. That not and that's not an insult. You know what I'm saying? You know, look at Slaughterhouse. They had to get somebody from back east. They had to. You know what I'm saying? You know, Puerto Rican in New York is like the nigga. You know what I'm saying? In in New York, if that is. You know what I'm saying? You know. You know. So, but, but anyway, not to harp on that or not to try to sound, you know what I'm saying, or, you know, funny and, you know, and, and just another place. And I'm not just another place, you know, that's a fact. And, um, you know, look at Jay-Z, you know what I'm saying? That's not a coincidence, you know what I'm saying? You know, and, but anyway, rock on at the hip-hop world. Like I say for everybody else, I hope the best, man. The more good tunes, the better. And if you know that brother, they will put out some good tunes with, like you said, one of these, especially in the mainstream now, one of the hottest labels that's out. Um, I wish the best. I just tell those guys, leave him alone. He knows what the hell he's doing. Don't don't be trying to have folks follow that nonsense. Don't be having him trying to sing, cry like Drake and whatnot. Have Buster do Buster. And I think that brother will be fine. So we'll see what's good. And um, last quick note, kind of interesting. Um, the movie J. Edgar is out, and that's supposed to be a movie covering the various aspects of J. Edgar Hoover. And there's a really interesting um, piece where they t- compare um, his life from the movie and um, his um, real life, including stuff he did with via the FBI um, from the 20s until um, he, you know, relinquished his position. And- away um i'm going to personally see this movie probably with an upcoming week in my own personal review i know leonardo DiCaprio is a great actor dude really no tough. he's supposed to be playing um j edgar hoover and um just as a history geek much less you know liking homeboy as an actor I'm, I'm curious to see how they go about things and in the atlantic they have an interesting article talking about um the history of some of the things that really went down between j edgar hoover and martin luther king the reverend martin luther king jr no doubt. Including that, you know, the FBI had um, found, had not just their own infiltrators, but they found out that Communist Party infiltrators were around Martin Luther King during his um, big important times. No doubt. And whatnot. And this has come from information via the Freedom of Information Act, where lots of documentation and stuff was um, disclosed. And 
then talked about how the Kennedy White House was involved in searching out King and um, the entire nine. And when people hear about stuff like the Communist Party, it's it's not as big as before, but you know the United States was, was you know scared out of their pants at the Communist Party back in the day and whatnot. So when they you know kind of saw that some people who were tied in with King on innocent and not so innocent levels were in there, they were shook on top of you know various racist paranoia that um, Hoover had already. And um, other things. When they were talking about to the point where some of the people who were around um, King, like um, they talked about um, JFK and him had a meeting one time, but JFK was like, yo, you need to let go of some of these people who are part of your camp because they're part of the Communist Party. And King was, like gave him the lip service, like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. But because the FBI was spying on him, they found out that he didn't do that. He didn't let you know those particular cats go because they had rolled with him for um, a long time and yeah overall it's, it's, it's just very very interesting so I just want to point out that particular article and while I've seen some mixed reviews in terms of I guess people's viewpoint of how they should cover um, Hoover and some of the things that they might have liked to want to see more in depth including his um, you know kind of a hard-on about fighting against the civil rights movement and anti-war movements and other things that it, it's a very interesting pick. So we'll see what's up. Plus, for somebody like Clint Eastwood, who's politically Republican, putting a J. Edgar, J. Edgar Hoover movie out, and it's not like, you know, making him the all American hero, I'm curious to see what goes down. Because they supposedly put out some of his um, cross dressing proclivities and, you know, hint toward the fact that he, he, he may have been homosexual. Which. <laughs> To me, is kind of here and there because he already did a whole bunch of crazy crap. So I don't care less about his sexuality on that level. But for somebody who has a political standard, but they were like, "I want to cover a whole story," I thought that was interesting because all the reviews I read up were kind of like, "Yeah, they they kind of go hard on that." Besides, you know, kind of Hoover just having his own issues and whatnot. So. I just wanted to bring that up. If anybody from our listening audience has seen it, you can go to our Fusebox Radio website. Email email me. Email us. Let, let folks know what you think. I mean, hopefully I should be able to hit the theater and see what's up with that. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious about this. And I think on one level or other, it's kind of a relevant thing for heads who listen to the show to check out and see what is up and what is cracking and um, all of that good stuff. And last week, on the entertainment and the historical note, that makes me feel older than the mofo. Ice Cube released Predator, the, the Predator album this week. He did what? Um, Ice Cube released the Predator album this week. It's the anniversary of the Predator album being released. No doubt. Back no, no, in the no, 90s. And I'm like, holy crap, I remember being in school when that went down. Wow. So, no. I just wanted to bring that up in terms of hip-hop continuity and all that. On top of the fact that he's supposedly trying to get at Chris Tucker about doing another Friday movie. That's a good idea. I think it would be a great idea. They just got to get a good script behind it. And I don't know where the hell Chris Rock... No, I'm not sorry, Chris Rock. Chris Tucker has been hiding. He kind of disappeared after the last Rush Hour movie, I think. Nah, he's paid. I mean, I mean I he's paid. I mean, he can do whatever the hell he wants, uh, probably. But. I definitely think that if they just sold him a mediocre script, that Chris Tucker's one of them cats and I feel with him, they're going to be able to do something. Even if it ain't great, it'll be funny. Hopefully it'll supersede the ones before it, but you know, 
that's like, that's to me, that's like, and he almost had that Eddie Murphy thing where you can put him in certain situations and he's gonna preach that. You know what I'm saying? No doubt, no doubt. I mean, that that makes me curious. I mean, I hope that this one of those rumors that does go down, that it goes down well. Since, I mean, you know, I'm sure Chris Tucker ain't poor just off of the Rush Hour movies, much less the Fridays or whatever else. That dude's probably paid like a mofo doesn't have to do something. But I personally like the Friday trilogy. I also have collegiate memories when Friday came out. I was in college when the first of Friday came. So I went to see it with a whole bunch of people. Um, saw the second and third Fridays actually via um, screenings. One was through CMJ, one was through some other random. And I thought they were all funny. The first one, though, was a, to me, is a modern day comedy classic. No doubt. And a lot of that is definitely a Chris Tucker situation. Chris Tucker as Smokey and all that. So, yeah, I, I hope it works out, man. We, we kind of need to just have some straight comedy that. While it was comedy, it wasn't coonish or foolish. It was just straight up funny, and that's one of the reasons I think it still with a lot of people as a whole. So, we'll see how that goes down and all of that good stuff. And yeah, man, that is about it. Um, shout out and respect to all of our veterans. We passed Veterans Day during the past um, show that we had. And whether they're folks who served in the military or on political levels or in the streets or activists or whatever, I respect all of my soldiers who do their thing properly. No doubt, and continue no doubt. to do their thing properly. And um, yeah, that's about it. So enjoy this pre-Thanksgiving show of goodness. Uh, we should have another show <coughs> for people if you're doing an early Black Friday sales or you want to block out your family acting crazy or whatever have you for Thanksgiving for us folks here in the States. A little something to listen to with the Black Radio grooves as a part of your tasty eats and treats and all that good stuff. And yeah, man, in the meantime, you know, again, love and respect to all of our international audience. We love and appreciate y'all. Um, definitely appreciate all the new people who've been downloading internationally. Um, y'all have, have really have us climbing up in our charts via our server at Podomatic. We're consistently in like the top 15 of um, our category of hip-hop rap amongst some greats. So I really, really appreciate that by whatever means you're listening to us. And finally, if you want to listen to Fusebox Radio or its archives on demand, you can go and um, check us out via iTunes, Zoom, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and any other music RSS feeder that you can get on to. And also, if you happen to hold a BlackBerry and... um, or a Microsoft device, you can get us through BlackBerry Podcast or Zoom. So, the Fusebox Radio is all over the place, and um, we definitely respect y'all and want to respect your space and ours with um, what we do on the audio end each week. And, yeah, man, we're about to get into it. If you want to have the Fusebox Radio at your broadcast outlet of choice, lead them to the FuseboxRadioOnline.com website, and let people know what's up clean radio friendly real authentic black radio for the 21st century no audio iconery no payola just pure creativity with some good jams and um some commentary that as we say you don't got to agree with us in any way shape or form but we just want to make y'all think a little bit in terms of what's going on in the world if we've done that we've done our job and we continue the good tradition so yeah man we about to get into it Yes, hold on tight. We're about to give you what something is going to be all right. Fuse Boss Radio. No doubt. Okay. 
indeed, indeed. Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion and John Judah, 21st century like radio for the masses. Straight up, authentic, and pure. Peace. Hey, what about this? Right here on the Fusebox Radio. DJ Fusion. Yeah. The House of Pain. I'm sick, demented, I came and represented I rose from the grave, I had a close shave The cops tried to lock me down Cause the Glock they found was stolen That's how I'm rolling Calvin Klein's no friend of mine So I don't like Marky or the Monarchy Don't start me up like a Rolling Stone I'll leave you soaking like Macaulay Culkin on Malone So get a grip like Steven Tyler I used to trip with the Divine Styler Back in the days there were Irish ways And Irish laws stand up for the cause When it's time to rock a funky joint I'm on point When it's time to rock a funky jam I'm the man When it's time to rock a funky joint I'm on point When it's time to rock a funky jam I'm the man When it's time to rock a funky joint I'm on point When it's time to rock a funky jam I'm the man When it's time to rock a funky joint I'm on point When it's time to rock a funky jam I'm the man Listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion.
dark. But there I am in Wingate Park. Damage to the DJs creating this art. I'm on E, but I'm free and I want to be part. So I gotta be smart. And then it's your spark. I'ma start with my heart. Achieving the mark. Of being the number one MC on the chart. So on your mark, get ready, go. I rock steady to show with DJ Scott the Rock. You already know. Yo, these were the days when bands were elected. Based on the jams they selected. So check it. This man got respected when fans detected that the South Bronx was the new answer record. And just like that, just, just like that, just like that, I speak into the air and just like that, just, just like that, just, just like that. My dreams, they did appear, so just like that, just, just like that, just, just like that. You speak into the air and just like that, just, just like that, just, just like that. Your dreams, they will appear, so just like that. I was right on top, me and Scott LaRock, but then Scott LaRock got shot. I could hear him echoing, hip-hop don't stop. But we was getting robbed like a bank with no lock by a record company that was taking a lot. People blaming us and shaming us, but then it all stopped. When by all means necessary drop, it was like the whole damn hip-hop culture stopped. But that's when the vultures dropped from the culture shop. Cause we were showing people how they supposed to rock. With their hands in the air and their mouth on screen. But in 81, this was just a dream. But we kept dreaming, kept decreeing, kept seeing, kept being hip-hop, breaking MC and graffiti writing, DJing on the weekend. It's the proper use of your mind I'm teaching. So just like that, just, just like that, just like that, I speak into the air and just like that, just, just like that, just, just like that. My dreams, they did appear, so just like that, just, just like that, just, just like that. You speak into the air and just like that, just, just like that. And the power of M-I-N-D Now I am free And yes, I can be The amazing MC I saw in 81 Back then, I was the crazy one Even the lazy one The not sure, the maybe one Now today, I'm the sure one The on tour one, the raw one The one you want more from But it was all a dream Now this brother's on the cover of Word Up Magazine uh, Hanging flyers on my wall Boogie Down Productions versus MC Shan and Marley Mall. Just like that, just, just like that, just, just like that. My dreams, they did appear, so just like that. 
the back I tell you why my little man pack a gap Why my mom's living rats Why my cousin's selling crack Why it's hard getting jobs when you brown or you black Why half of my family's living off these goddamn food stands Yada yada blah blah another sad story But what happens when these stories end up in glory Yeah they quit the paint a picture from rags to riches While the rest is in the slums dying by the millions Let me tell you why my past is freedom or death Why my niece is asthmatic and wheezing for breath Why they assume every black man riding with drugs They pull me out the car and beat me with the Billy Club Yeah, yeah, I know, just another ghetto tale But what happens when these ghetto tales end well? Yeah, they quit the Hollywood, it shouldn't make it sell While the rest is in the jail cells, never seeing bail If I'm extreme, then you made me this way Yes, it should do stank, it's time that we set this straight I'm a product of my environment, with injustice dying quick I wake up to cold sweats and automatic fire But I would rather die in this bitch than live with your privilege Cause your privilege is from enslaving and murdering natives So instead, I organize here in the jungle A revolutionary guerrilla militant animal Big one is one of all, yo, it's us, dog. We came too far, a lot of whack bar. Who the fuck is this? Brooklyn in the Bronx, dog. What you think all the guns is for? Big one is one of all, yo, it's us, dog. We came too far, a lot of whack bar. Who the fuck is this? Brooklyn in the Bronx, dog. What you think all the guns is for? Uh. Born in Kings County, a king with a bounty But I'm so fresh to death, my lady calls me Downey And the man of Majabi always trying to down me So wherever I go, I keep my people around me See my people know my spirit, yo, they keep me sane They call me superstar, cause I got that ghetto fame I'm like the A-Train Express, I'm trying to make it My outfits, they ain't the best, but yo, I'll fake it But don't confuse me with them fake against who ain't snake Cause when you need them, God, they'll leave you butt naked In the corner, shivering and shaking They'll trade their passion in for that green bacon But I'm from BK, the planet of hard times I grew up with them hand-me-downs and alleyway clotheslines No sister or brother, so I made them up Little Raina and Troy, they showed me love But I ain't come to cry, complain, or talk drama I'm like Tupac, I'm rhyming for my dear mama So dear mama, I'ma take you out the hood Reach out to Malibu and living life is good But hey, be rich anyway A penny founds, a penny save, and crime don't ever pay Cause I've been around, seen many graves, seen many men die Many women cry, children lie Cause they don't know God is in us, not in the sky Who the fuck is this? They calling for a law, yo, it's us, dog We came too far, a lot of whack you're now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion. Dress the black sheep, I crash streets with anthem, you beat when 
Yo, check this out. This is Chuck the Public Enemy. You're now listening to Fuse Box Radio with DJ Fusion. Harder than you think. New York's Mayor Michael Bloomberg justified clearing the tents and other materials of occupation from Zakodi Park, saying the protesters will now have to occupy the space with the power of their arguments. This is a strange kind of logic from the 12th richest man in America, who himself occupies City Hall for one reason only, because he bought the office three times since 2001. Mr. Bloomberg's $20 billion fortune maintains him in the executive mansion, not the power of his arguments. Bloomberg was a lifelong Democrat until he found it more convenient to run as a Republican and then as an independent, thus proving that money, not party, is what counts in New York as in all American politics. Everything else is a diversion and a lie. Bloomberg has used the mayor's office to make the city more hospitable to his fellow economic one-percenters from all around the planet. But in that sense, he is no different than the mayors of other American cities, including most of the black ones, who collaborate in every rich man's scheme to expel the poor in favor of wealthier populations. They've all got a lot of Bloomberg in them. They are operatives for whoever has the money. When Bloomberg moved to end the 24-7 physical occupation of Zakodi Park, it was not on the strength of his argument, which was full of lies and wholly unconvincing, but with the raw power of his police force and its monopoly on violence. So Mayor Bloomberg, like all the rich man's mayors in all the U.S. cities that are determined to end their local occupations, pays his hypocritical respects to democracy and reason, when in fact his authority is nothing but an extension of the rule of capital. Bloomberg, the personification of Wall Street, made his vast fortune selling a machine called the Market Master. Having mastered the market, the logic of money was all that was required for Bloomberg to become master of politics in the nation's most important city. Bloomberg's career is the story of today's America, a place where people who market machines and schemes so that money can produce more money for themselves and their fellow lords of capital can then purchase governments and write their own laws in order to maintain their power in perpetuity. If the Occupy Wall Street movement has been about anything, it is the absolute necessity to rid the nation and the world of the collective tyranny of the Bloombergs, the dictatorship of the moneyed classes. If there is to be any lesson in this two-month-long occupation that is actually useful to the people, it is that people's power cannot long coexist with the power of massed capital. Capital will ultimately shut the people down. The people must therefore have at least the goal of shutting down the infernal machines of capital. I'm confident the movement will weather these assaults and find ways to create space to exist and interact with the public. The first phase of the movement was to get the people's attention and it has been a great success. In the next phase of struggle, every action must be designed to objectively weaken the power of the Bloombergs and strengthen the power of the people. Ultimately, it must end in a word that begins with an R, but that will become obvious in time. For Black Agenda Radio, I'm Glenn Ford.
on the web, go to blackagendareport.com. Fusebox Radio Broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. <laughs> You're as good as they say you are. Syndicated worldwide to bring real black radio back to the masses. Shot him down, y'all. 
that ain't right Then his mama screamed Ain't no need for sunlight Ain't no need for moonlight Ain't no need for street lights Just burning real bright Some folks say we gon' fight Cause this here thing just ain't right 
listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion. Welcome to Media Minutes, a weekly review of news related to media and democracy. I'm Stevie Converse. And I'm Candace Clement. In October 2007, a group of 16 scholars from 11 American universities joined together to draft a communications policy agenda for the next administration. Last week, the Future of American Communications Working Group released its recommendations in a book called And Communications for All. Amit Schechter, an assistant professor of telecommunications at Penn State University, edited the book. Schechter believes that academics have an important role to play in telecommunications policymaking. We are all funded by public money and we owe allegiance only to the public. The work of academia, when it can, should be within the public domain. And since all of us, in one way or another, are policy researchers, we want to contribute to the policy debate our position as academics, which are arguments that can be substantiated, that are based on many years of study and research, 
and that do not represent a partisan or stakeholder's position. The book covers issues like media ownership, broadband access, the wireline and wireless industries, cable, content issues, media representations of women and people of color, the role of public media, and protecting teenage privacy. Schechter says that no one idea in the book is radical, but the sum of its parts are unique. The radical thing about it is that there is such agreement among the authors of this book about the principles of the new policy. And I think that that's radical in an academic world. The authors of And Communications for All agree that the government needs to take an active role to ensure that Americans have access to telecommunications technologies. They also agree that uniform rules covering cable, telephone, and wireless will be much more efficient in providing better services to more people. And they all share the belief that the market is not always the answer to problems concerning crucial public infrastructure. Telecommunication infrastructure doesn't only exist in order to serve markets. We believe that we need to create more competitive and fairer markets on the one hand, but we need to focus government policy on the creation of needed public goods and spaces where hyper-commercialism is not at the center, but actually at the sidelines. Hate crimes against Latinos have risen nearly 40 percent since 2003. The National Hispanic Media Coalition wants to know whether a spike in anti-Latino hate speech on TV and radio, coming not just from the fringes, but well-known talkers like Michael Savage and Rush Limbaugh, is contributing to the violence. Last week, the group called upon the Federal Communications Commission to investigate the relationship between hate speech and hate crimes. This is a national epidemic. The growth is spurred each day by hate speech, distortion of facts, and anti-immigrant sentiment expressed on cable shows, local radio shows, and across the airwaves. That's John Amaya of the Mexican-American Legal Defense Fund speaking about the effort last week in Washington. The serious topic of immigration has been contaminated by hatred and racism, and it's created a toxic climate which fosters and condones violence and civil rights violations all motivated by bigotry. In addition to petitioning the FCC, the group is also asking the National Telecommunications and Information Administration to update a study last done in 1993 on the role of telecommunications in hate crimes. Last week, the coalition released a preliminary report by the UCLA Chicano Studies Research Center on hate speech in commercial talk radio. Former FCC Commissioner Gloria Tristani lauded the effort. The rise in hate speech in the media and hate speech targeting Latinos coupled with the rise in hate crimes targeting Latinos, cries out for a thorough, factual investigation into the extent and nature of hate speech and the relationship between hate speech and hate crimes. Jessica Gonzalez from the Institute for Public Representation at Georgetown University Law Center, which is partnering with the National Hispanic Media Coalition, explains the groups are seeking a study, not any regulations on speech. It will seek an examination into the extent and nature of hate speech in our media and options for counteracting or reducing the negative impacts of such speech. Inez Gonzalez of the National Hispanic Media Coalition emphasizes that the petition does not call for a revival of the Fairness Doctrine. The National Hispanic Media Coalition insists the answer is not suppressing speech, but more speech. For more information, visit the National Hispanic Media Coalition's website at nhmc.org. You've been listening to Media Minutes, a production of Free Press, a national nonpartisan organization working to reform the media. For more information, visit freepress.net. Artists love the rapper and the writer, trying to build this empire. 
My intent is to inspire. I believe you can be whatever you desire. You are now listening to Fuse Box Radio. I said you gotta reach higher. Come on, you gotta reach higher. Grab a hold of your dreams and set the world on fire. They said I wasn't so wish without a record deal. Took it all in and I let it build. Then I hopped on a plane, landed Amsterdam, $30 to my name. I'm just giving y'all the game. I made a small fortune way before I had the fame. Saw the world before my 21st birthday, but what I really wanted was respect in the worst way. In front of owners in the magazines, acting like we didn't even have a scene. The underground was invisible. Until the world went digital Napster was a blessing in disguise Cause it helped to show the world the real rap was still alive Now my distribution worldwide And my US fan base tripled in size The beginning of the end for the major labels Cause all they did was spend Money trying to cover up for lack of talent Promoting crack and black on black violence But we refused to stay silent Started up a movement making music that was timeless a small group of true rhymers They used to ignore us Now they wish they would have signed us Artists love a rapper and a writer Trying to build this empire My intent is to inspire I believe you can be whatever you desire But you gotta reach higher I said you gotta reach higher Come on, you gotta reach higher Grab a hold of your dreams and set the world on fire My own mother didn't understand Now she my number one fan and all the older homies used to front on me <laughs> Till I started my own company I was selling tapes on the street Standing on the corner, had them five bucks a piece When you was out falsifying crack schemes I was out there and I was surfing up rap things Me, Karma, G, and IQ, 40 dudes, big nose Living legends is the crew We had to do what we had to do If I didn't serve, then I didn't have food Eight dudes living in East Oakland in a warehouse dreaming, hoping, smoking Sold a little dope in, nothing but some weed Just to keep the cash flowing Controlling our destiny, blood, sweat and tears Over years was the recipe And that equals longevity Now I'm Bruce Banner living life so incredibly Let me my green on some hope This y'all niggas think you like me? I'm insulted I'm nothing like you dudes You built your whole career, post on this shit from YouTube Hey, this is DJ Logic. You're now listening to the Fuse Box, bringing the best of hip hop and soul music, news and commentary from all over. Yeah, we narcotic, we narcotic, we too melodic for the philharmonics. 
We narcotic, y'all narcotic. She play the violent violins blazing on the song. I stepped on the podium, raising my baton. The crowd goes wild, fascinated 'cause I'm on. And everybody witnessing the making of a storm. It's the rap exodus. Beats are dope enough to cause alarm and make the autumn sky open up. Legendary rhymes come from African hymns, combined with Czechoslovakian strings. The brass woodwinds peep the metronome. The timpanis dope, but they lost patience. Hearts break, hearts beat, drop a semitone. The symphony's cool, but they lost chaos. Yeah. We're too melodic for the philharmonics. It's narcotic, yeah, we narcotic. The beats are psychotic, make you lose your composure. Peep the composer with the strings, now it's over. Listening to Fuse Box Radio.
It's your boy right here, Lamar Blackman, and this is Direct Effects. That's right, the jump off. Your hottest daily dose of entertainment and college news brought to you by the Black University Radio Network. And on today's show, I'll speak on the great American conspiracy and President Obama. Yes, with great sadness, we have to introduce the race card into the present conversation about the American economy. 
and the president, and I'll break that down for you. J. Cole has a brand new CD, Cold World, The Sideline Story, which debuted at number one on hip-hop and R&B charts, and we'll break down his style and let you know what to expect on his new album, and with the destabilization of Libya and the assassination of another Muslim leader, Muammar Gaddafi, is this the 21st century colonialism and imperialism of Africa and the Middle East going on right under our nose and we're not paying attention? We'll break all that down all right here next. Don't you move on Direct Effect. Hey, are you tired of those same old energy drinks with bad taste? Make a switch to Pitbull Energy Drink with a guaranteed no aftertaste. Pitbull offers more energy with ginseng and vitamins B6 and B12. With a ginger ale, lemon lime flavor, Pitbull meets the consumer's demand for better tasting and healthier energy products with a guaranteed no aftertaste. Make a switch to Pitbull Energy Drink. Pitbull offers more energy with ginseng and vitamins B6 and B12. With a ginger ale, lemon lime flavor, Pitbull meets the consumer's demand for better tasting and healthier energy products. For more information on Pitbull energy drinks, bars, and mixes, visit their website at hiphopbev.com. That's hiphopbev.com. Online orders available at hiphopbev.com. Straight up, now tell me, do you really want to love me forever? Oh, 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 or is it just a hit and run? Hey, we got a good thing. We caught up with Jermaine Lamar Cole, better known simply as J. Cole. He's the lead artist and the first to be signed to Jay-Z's label, Rock Nation. And his new album, Cold World, The Sideline Story, is number one on Billboard's top 100 R&B and hip-hop albums. And here's J. Cole giving us a little insight on what we can expect from his new project. What's good, fam? Well, first of all, I'm excited. Um, the album, to me, sounds incredible. I feel like it's going to pave the way for a new, just a new way of, of rapping, like storytelling. I'm, I'm trying to make that cool and, and, and find a way to make that popular. Um, again, I guess, but it still feels new. So the production-wise is, you know, I got live instrumentation. I feel like it's the best production of my life. And storytelling-wise and rapping-wise, you know, it's, it's up there as well. So I don't know. I could toot my own horn, but I, I, all I can really say is I, I feel like, you know, I got something special. That's J. Cole, and the new album is Cold World, The Sideline Story, available now on Rock Nation, Columbia Records. And you can visit jcolemusic.com, dreamvillain.net, and rocknation.com to preview the album. Good looking, Jay, and much continued success on the record. Libyan President Muammar Gaddafi's death was an assassination and it's laid squarely on the feet of the United States, Great Britain, and France. The same Western powers who in the 1600s imposed colonialism for over three centuries, occupied minerals and resource-rich land in Africa, massively plundered resources, destroyed cultures, identities, and alienated languages of millions of people. The ousted Libyan leader's country of Libya is oil rich, just like Iraq. So oil rich, that is the number two supplier on the world market, oil rich. Libya also has the number two gold reserve in the world behind China. There's 3.3 tons of gold in the country of Libya. Libya boasted one of the best qualities of life in Africa and one of the best healthcare systems in the world. The literacy rate went from 20% to 86% under Gaddafi. 
Muammar Gaddafi spent billions of dollars setting up a satellite over Africa so Africans would have communication on the continent without going through Europe. He set up a World Bank of Africa with his own money, $6 billion, to allow African nations to borrow in order to build infrastructure in their countries without the exorbitant interest of the World Bank and friends. Muammar Gaddafi was meeting with African leaders to begin creating the United States of Africa, which consists of railroads built to connect African countries, telecommunication lines to expand commerce, and to begin to create a united Africa when he was killed. Do your research. The history of America for the last 80 years and economic theory both prove that every period of high unemployment since the Great Depression of the 1930s has had some form of government finance or job creation to put people back to work. With full knowledge of this reality, how is it that Tea Party supporters can demand that the president create jobs with no available funds? A freeze on the debt ceiling while fighting any tax increases, which in fact represents the only way to raise additional revenues without cutting entitlement programs. The very educated Tea Party members know that such program cuts would virtually destroy and even kill millions of Americans on Social Security, Medicare, and eliminate the possibility of additional benefits to the 25 million Americans still unemployed. Those Tea Party members of the U.S. Congress that created the debt ceiling crisis did so with full knowledge of everything mentioned here and therefore represent a violation of their oath of office in which each of them pledged, quote, to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States. Such actions constitute a conspiracy, which is defined as two or more people planning to engage in an illegal act. The desire by this group to make President Obama a one-term president and to do so by causing government to fail under his leadership is intended to not only eliminate America's first black president, but to ensure that any further effort to place a person of color in the White House will instantly bring association with America's first black president. The same group that failed to downgrade subprime financing institutions is holding back over $1 trillion instead of creating jobs and stimulating the economy. And the question is, why? When urban entertainment news breaks, it's already waiting for you online at EURweb.com. That's www.EURweb.com. EURweb.com. That's going to do it for this edition of Direct Effects, y'all. It's a wrap. And make sure you get on that treasure hunt. That's Pitbull Energy Bars, sold in 7-Elevens across the country. And we're giving $100 gift cards from American Express to the first five people who can hit us at blackcollegeradio at gmail.com and let us know what 7-Eleven you picked your Pitbull energy bar up at. Until tomorrow, it's your boy right here, Lamar Blackman, and I'm gone. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now witnessing Juicebox Radio.
John Judah, and this is your truly big guru, the icon.
reason for worldwide invasion. They come in the name of peace and goodwill, but they lie and they keep on trying to set the people up for the kill. Population control, but the people with soul are over the planet Earth. We need the links in their will with a tiny white bill to control their natural birth. Behind the scenes, he is furthering the main machine's dreams of conquest and world domination. From the furthest depths in the universe to the smallest earthly nation. Will kill you fast. All talking to the mean machine, the devil disguised as a human being. And he believes you preach that God is dead. And some of y'all believe what this devil has said. People can act as the world's police. And some will rise up in the west and sit down in the east. And some will dance in a hypnotic trance, like as if they had no care.
is this and me and this and you? Yeah, I'm telling you.
You are now listening to Fusebox Radio. Now, when we was in first grade together, right? Yeah, first grade. And the teacher was teaching us how to count. How to count. How did she teach us? Well, she said it goes to one, two, three, and here we go. Here we go. Here we go.
You are now listening to the Fuse Box with John Judah. you 
are now listening to the Fuse Box with John Judah.
Listening to the fuse box with John Judah.
You are now listening to Fusebox Radio, bringing the best of hip-hop and soul music, news, and commentary from all over.
You are now listening to the Fuse Box with John Judah. Determined as damn it psychologically You still manage to gain a new perspective On the terms around yourself with greatness Found myself standing in a room full of mirrors And even my reflections disrespect you Like a freshman during haze What an amazing assessment The police book me for book smarts But who the promoters book now Raise the bar so high that the bar's afraid to look down Spend nights in a castle At dawn I'm a king Played horn to a queen for the throat in the tabernacle Actually, you should build a statue of my likeness in the center of your city. No justice, no peace, no settle. We are renegades, fuck your gold medal. The people are the majority, you can't survive without it, you need us. Attitude never defeat us, rebels, so please believe us. War in the streets of Egypt, my vocals a total eclipse of totalitarianism. You seek to mistreat us. So this is calculated amalgamation One shot fired, inspired by hope to arouse a nation I, I am the renegade
all the time we have tonight. Join us next time. Good night. <laughs>